1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk, and this is the Digital Savage Experience podcast. Today I have with me AJ Adams. AJ went from broke janitor to CEO and personal brand strategist to multi-millionaire entrepreneurs, celebrities and hundred million dollar brands. AJ is proof of the power of creating influence. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I'm glad to be on the show. Thanks for coming on. So tell me a little bit about your journey.
0: How did you get to where you are today? So I actually started, like a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, doing something different than what I'm doing now. Uh, now I'm in the branding and marketing space. I started as a motivational speaker. Uh, I was a youth pastor for a long time, and then I wanted to reach students who were outside of churches. And I discovered motivational speakers like Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. And I went all in because I realized these guys get paid to travel and uh, tell stories and talk. That's, that's my dream job. How did I not know this already existed? So I jumped into that uh, about a month after I discovered it. I started an LLC and then the following year I started marketing myself, finding events, getting booked on stages. Uh, the challenge for me though was that I didn't have a successful business I did, that I could leverage. I didn't have a crazy story. Uh, I wasn't on drugs, I didn't come from uh, a game background. I wasn't a pro athlete or celebrity. I had a pretty normal story. So I had to figure out how do I position myself And this is where I really first dug into authority positioning. How do I position myself as an expert authority? And how do I tell my story and position it in a compelling way to get people to put me on stage and pay me thousands of dollars to talk? So I dove deep into studying branding, just obsessed over it, marketing, social media, started studying every speaker who was successful. And eventually I got pretty good at it. I was getting paid. Uh, more in an hour on stage than I was getting at a, in a month at my day job. Uh, other speakers started to take notice. I started coaching and consulting some other uh, speakers and coaches. And about three, almost four years ago, uh, I launched an agency. And just through my personal brand, through having great positioning, I landed a partnership with a gentleman named Burt Ullman. Few people know who he is, unless you're kind of in that high inner circle. Uh, but in the world of high fashion, He's been business partners with Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, He was behind the launch of uh, the clothing line for Jennifer Lopez, which was a three and a half billion dollar deal. So he's worked with some of the the top level celebrities in that space. Um, And just through speaking and through my brand, I had a partnership with him, started working with his celebrity clients. Uh, We co-wrote a book together that released a couple months ago. And uh, from there, I've just continued to build my brand, continued to find ways to help entrepreneurs Increase their influence, make a greater impact, and generate more income. So that's kind of brought us to where we're at now.
1: That's awesome. And in terms of kind of making the leap into starting your agency, obviously you were building a network. How easy was it to transition, and what kind of uh, influence doing it at that time?
0: So it was. It was an easy transition. Uh, it was just in. I'm a big believer that you should make pivots and evolve, uh, not necessarily start all over again. Uh, especially if you have something that works well, find a way to evolve that to the next level. So I went from building a brand to speaking about branding, to doing coaching about uh, personal branding and social media to then launching an agency. The first agency failed. Uh, I actually closed it down after three months. We were gonna do Facebook ads and I was taking the Ty Lopez course and I realized this is not good. People don't need ads, their brand sucks. They need better branding. So that's when I started uh, D6 Media. And that transition, having a network did help. Uh, because I didn't have it as, as an extensive network then. There were a few people that I knew, but the success really came from leveraging the social media platforms. Uh, in our first first 45 days, uh, we did $20,000 straight from social media. Actually, almost accidentally, I was just posting content and I put a link and said, hey, contact me here if you need some help, basically. And I had two, two or three people reach out and two of them became clients. I also closed a coaching client. So I went straight to high-ticket consulting and high-ticket coaching uh, right off the bat through our agency. And the reason I did it then was because I picked up a book by a guy that uh, a lot of listeners may know, Grant Cardone, uh, The 10X Rule. And in the book, the premise is that whatever your goals are, 10X those goals or 100X those goals. So my goal at the time was to just keep growing a speaking business and become a six-figure speaker. You know, I was close to it. And then when I read that book, I thought to myself, why am I pursuing such a small goal? Why, how do I go bigger? How do I have a multi-million dollar business? How do I make a massive impact? And since then, I've continued to 10X my goals. Uh, and it gets a, it's a little ridiculous now, but it's, it's, it's that concept of continuing to push. So uh, that's why I started on that thought path that led me to uh, building a business and starting an agency instead of just being a speaker.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's important. Well, having an agency helps as well. You can obviously build up your own brand to a certain extent and grow it. Obviously, a lot of people follow people like Gary V and think, how how is he putting all this content out? Well, he has 20, 30 people helping him. So when you have people behind you, I mean, it's hard to do everything uh, as a business person, as an agency founder, you have to outsource some of the things that are either... Uh, being able to automate or some of the reoccurring tasks so you can focus on the main. So perfect example, you drove business from social media. So social media, I mean, people are posting random stuff. Yeah, it's cool, your dog did so-and-so, but you can really utilize and leverage social media to drive sales and leads and basically propel your brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, true, you're right, most entrepreneurs, they know they should be doing it, so they are, but they don't know how to do it right. So they're posting without a strategy. Uh, there's, I read a quote recently, uh, and I never forget who said it. It was someone, a uh, Gary V type person, uh, but not Gary V. They said, it's not what you post, it's why you post. So if you're going to post a picture of your cat, you could easily post that and tie it into something about well, marketing. I've seen people do crazy things like that. If you understand the why, you can really post anything and then tie it back to something that's of value. And that's how... I've used content and I've had content go viral. So I have over 5 million video views on Facebook. It's how it's a strategy for a lot of influencers to find viral content, but then tie it somehow back to what their zone of genius is or what their offer is.
1: Yeah, that's one of uh, kind of the most common practices that people don't necessarily uh, capitalize on in terms of what's trending or like you said, what's viral anything in the news you can you can correlate to what you do and somehow spin it to, to piggyback on that, uh, that wave of that trending news story. Yeah, absolutely. So what motivates you to succeed?
0: I really, I, I like writing quotes because um, it's a simple way to remember things and I'll, I'll make these kind of mantras for myself. And one of those in regard to why I want to succeed is build something worth being known for, leave something worth being remembered for. So it's all about legacy. Um, I come from a ham- family that is, I don't know anyone in my family that's wealthy going back to my parents and their parents they're doing a little better but it's always been a struggle in terms of finances and options and choices so i wanted to break that trend uh, also another mantra that i have for myself is help people get rich give generously i want to be able to see problems in the world and have the resources to go and do something about it whether that's giving money or uh, building a team, or creating a product, or having the the financial freedom to give my own time and go there and help because I have a business that runs itself. And I'm not spending every waking moment trying to survive.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's important for legacy. I think I, I've had that, you know, mind shift several years ago. when I think in my 20s, I was kind of chasing like, let's let's make the salary or let's get as high as possible. But switching to a legacy kind of Mantra or standpoint, and really like giving back and adding value as much as you can without, you know, asking really anything in return. Most cases, uh, it goes a lot further because if you are good at what you do and you try to leave that legacy component, the money will follow. And like you said, the more successful you get, obviously, usually it correlates with you know more wealth, more income. But when you have more of that, you can leave more of a lasting impact. I think a perfect example: uh, Acon. So he went back to Africa and built all this crazy energy infrastructure for people that never had power, or electricity, with his own money. So he didn't wait for charities to do it; he did it himself because he had the means to do so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's—I mean—you've got to at some point take control of your life, uh, decide the story you want to you want to write. And so many, even in with entrepreneurs, they're uh, building a business off of referrals. They are hoping and wishing instead of building out the systems and the. Build the machine that drives your leads and your sales and creates the outcome that you want. I mean, you can, when I was a motivational speaker, my main topic that I spoke on was uh, that you can write your story. You can become the author of your success story instead of playing a passive character in your own life. And that's absolutely true. You just got to take control there there's resources there's systems there's there's strategies there's things out there that are proven to work you just got to do the work of finding what those things are for you and then implement and refine and just execute
1: yeah i think double down on your strengths and it's about to be 2020 so all information is open source you can learn anything you want i think it comes down to like you said you have to do the work and majority of people want instant gratification so they're not willing to put in the time or you know, the, the failures to get to where they want to get.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true because that's, I mean, there's three things. There's profit, there's profit, there's progress, and there's uh, process. Everyone wants to profit. Some people are okay with what well, they like making progress, but few people are willing to go through the process. And that that's the hardest part because that process involves a lot of failure. It looks like failure. It looks like adversity. It looks like getting screwed over, being cheated, being lied on, being, um, Manipulated. I mean, I've gone through all of that, but in hindsight, in in the moment it sucks. But in hindsight, I can see how I was learning. It was challenging me, and it's just it's just part of the process. You can't avoid it. If you want to lose weight, you're going to experience sweating, pain, aching, soreness, frustration, um, fatigue, all of those things. But you're convinced of the outcome, so you push through it.
1: Yeah, I think habits are important too, because after like the weight loss example, once it becomes a habit, it's a lot easier and you're more hungrier to go after it after a certain amount of time of consistently sticking to it.
0: Yeah, and I would say even beyond that, once it becomes a habit, then you've got to make the the necessary, uh, I guess, adjustments or shifts to turn that habit into a lifestyle. Because you can drop a habit, you can uh, fall off of a habit, but if you make it a lifestyle, now you've built your life around that thing and that's when it's, it goes to a whole nother level. There are certain things that I've made a lifestyle. You know, when I was in my early twenties, I struggled to get up and go to a meeting at 8.30 because it was too early. Now I'm up every morning before five and I got three kids. So I'm up before five, I'm helping my wife, I'm taking care of the kids and that that's when my day starts. But it's, it's just, it's become a, it was a habit. And now it's become part of my lifestyle to where I don't even really think about it. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm on it, I do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, what's one weakness you may have seen in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today?
0: I would say being, being passive, whether it was being passive in life and not taking control, like I said, and choosing to, to become the author of my story, or it was being passive in by not being assertive enough in business relationships or um, saying what I want or again, you know, going for what I want, making it happen. Uh, I'm a nice guy. I am. Um, almost to a fault. I'm trusting to a fault. So I've had to learn how to be a better judge of people, be more shrewd with people, give trust. I, there's a certain amount of trust I give every person. Uh, and then there's a deeper level of trust that you have to earn. So I am I want to trust more than I do, but I realize that it's not smart to. I have to uh, under, have a process for vetting people and only giving a certain amount of trust because otherwise you open yourself up to uh, being a screwed over. But there's a balance between holding your trust and just being uh, being completely guarded and being too too trusting. Uh, and it's, it, it's taking a lot of heartache uh, to find that balance. And I'm always checking it. There are people that I can completely open with and I trust. And there are other people who I, I see red flags and I've cataloged those red flags. So if I see one, you're going to be on that outside of that trust circle, you know, like a that movie with uh, Robert De Niro, Meet the Fockers. Here's the circle of trust. You're gonna be outside of that circle.
1: Yeah, and I, it's hard to keep that balance. I mean, um, I haven't spoken to my dad in like ten years. My parents got divorced because of you know stuff they had like infidelity and like physical and you know emotional abuse and stuff. But it was like every time I tried to let him in my life, he would just keep failing, or it was for a, a secondary reason, like he needed something, like it it was a very uh, narcissistic kind of approach so i mean that's left me with like a similar situation where i you know i give you a certain level of trust and everything everything else is uh, earned and and in business it's the same thing it takes so long to build like your brand or your identity and it takes a second to destroy that so that's very important
0: yeah and most people don't they don't see it that way Uh, and it goes both ways uh some people they're they're very intentional with the trust they give, but not with the trust they're given. And when it comes to building a a personal brand, any brand really, but especially a personal brand, uh, you're connected with people. I realized that my followers have a certain level of trust and I can't break that trust. So I have my podcast now and we're preparing to, we're growing. Uh, We've been top rated. Now we're preparing to do some um, sponsorships uh, and start to monetize the podcast. But I had a friend ask me, Hey, are, you know what kind of sponsorship will you take? And I said, he said, will you just take anything? And I said, no, not unless it's something that I actually find value in or that I actually use, because I need to be able to communicate it to my audience that this is why I'm telling you about this. This is why I'm promoting this. Uh, as opposed to, I mean, I, I know some some guys who have podcasts uh, who just promote any random stupid thing, and it it feels salesy and it 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 erodes at the trust. So uh, it, it has to be. You have to be intentional with the trust you give and the trust you're given.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, currently I have ads on the podcast, but I didn't want to be uh, intrusive and put them in you know, pre-roll or mid-roll. So they're literally right after the end of the episode, it's less intrusive and you can listen to it if you want. Obviously, I'm getting less in terms of uh, revenue from that, but I think it's a kind of healthy median and the ads that are being ran match up in terms of uh, subject matter or things that either interested in or you know agree with
0: yeah there's one podcast and i won't mention it because i, I do want to have him as a guest on my show because <laughs> uh, he's got he's got some reach and he's got some good stuff but he'll do these ads long like two three minute ads and he's just talking about the crazy he's, he's a ranter talking about the product in the middle of the episode uh I'll, and i i've seen it on youtube as a, as a video format and i've heard it on uh, apple podcast audio format and it just it's thrown in there in a way where i'm like wait hold up Cause it's the same guy talking, but now he's talking about an ad and I'm like, wait, we were just talking about business. And now you're talking about the, the manscaping product, which is the most awkward thing to talk about. And he's very graphic about it. So I'm like, yeah, that's not my style. I don't like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's similar stuff, like in terms of interviewing people, like, okay, you're having people on in terms of the value they can have for your audience. And, you know, most shows leave a time to, you know, plug whatever you want to plug or mention your business, book, course, whatever. But you know, people come on when they're like answering a question, like your journey, what like how did you get here? And half uh-huh. of which is like, <laughs> I invented this and this costs here and we dominated them. I mean, you're not necessarily adding that much value to somebody that either wants to become who you are in the next few years or learn from some of your mistakes to get to, you know, where you, yeah. you know attained to be.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna mention it, mention it in a relevant way. I mean there's I'm like, when I have people come to my show, I I expect them to promote what they do, you know, what they do, what they offer. And if you do it in a classy way, I'm like, cool, I respect that. You know, but if, if you're in the middle of, you know, talking about your story, like you said, and you're saying, oh, and you know, then I create like a user example, I invented this thing and you can get it at www.blah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, hold on. Can you, let's focus. We're going to get to all that stuff. Well, I'm going to promote you. That's why I brought you on the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. And obviously there's opportunity that's, just as valuable in terms of linking from the show notes and it's a, you know, permanent link going back to the website or whatever you're linking to. And then obviously the podcast episode gets syndicated and you can, you know, link, click that link from those syndicated sources as well. So there's value there and it's covered. But I mean, I guess it's just a mindset in terms of how you're positioning yourself and obviously branding as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, you gotta be in, you gotta protect it. <laughs> there's a right way to do it. And there's a wrong way to do it.
1: I agree. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, personal or professional?
0: A personal piece of advice that will help uh, your audience professionally. And that is whatever you're doing, whatever business you're in, wherever you want to go in life, open your wallet, stop being cheap and invest in coaching or mentorship. Find someone who is proven, in that they've gotten results for themselves and for their clients, not one or the other, both. They've got results for themselves and their clients and pay them to teach you so you can fast track your success because it'll cost you a lot more money to not invest in coaching or training than it will to just simply try to do it on your own. And I I know that from personal experience.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think people uh, often buy all this material stuff that doesn't, you know, equate to growth or even investment. I think there's like a lot of examples out there. You know, people are buying Gucci Prada, so and so, but do they own any stock in that company, which you know you can make profit with dividends and obviously the increase of the stock? But the investment in yourself—they're or willing to buy like a five-six dollar cup of coffee, but adding that or cutting that out of your life, maybe taking a mastermind or you know, joining a business group or finding a mentor that can really propel you and let you level up a lot faster in terms of where you're trying to go.
0: That's true, that's true. And I wanna clarify what I said. When I say open your wall, invest in coaching mentorship, what I'm really saying, and this is what I'm all about, you'll hear me say this in any interview you listen to uh, that I do, relationship. relationship, invest in relationships because relationship is the true currency of business. And if I pay, I paid a coach, I hired two coaches this year, um, both of them are, one of them is doing $10 million a year. The other is do, it helps people scale to seven figures and I opened up my wallet. I invested in them, but now that I've invested in their services, I now have a relationship with them, which is far more valuable uh, than anything else. That's why I started a podcast to connect and build relationships. Uh, I've got a relationship with, with you now that I didn't have before. And once you make, you build a relationship with someone, uh, you potentially have access to relationships they have. You may find mutual relationships. Um, that's a currency you can build, no matter what what stage of life you're in. You'd be homeless and build relationships.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's why it's really important. I think three or four years ago, I tried to make like a like a main personal focus, uh, business focus, and it was really like trying to get it to as many conferences as I could, as many marketing events, and as uh, many meet as many people. So, I mean, I met like Gary V. I mean, I spoke to him briefly, like 10 seconds, Gerard Adams, the uh, Max Levchin, the co-founder of PayPal. And all of this was basically taking the time or having somebody that paying like a virtual assistant or assistant take the time and find these events and all of them are free. So there's a lot of stuff you can get to and tap resources and not pay anything for it if you're complaining about you know, I don't have the money to do so. Well, I'm, I could have paid, but I met all these people absolutely free. All I've invested is finding the opportunity where they would be and basically finding transportation to usually New York City.
0: Right, and uh, I mean, we connected uh, because I, I'm using a new strategy uh, for how I'm connected with people on LinkedIn. And uh, it's, it's a software that helps me find the right people and connect with them. And it's owned by a friend of mine who didn't own it previously, but I built a relationship and it's not a cheap software, but I got it cheap because I have a relationship with him. Uh, I've gone to masterminds, I've gone to conferences, um, I've I've gotten clients uh, that didn't cost me anything to get uh, that were you know, really lucrative all from relationships. So if you're struggling in business, wherever you're at, if you're not investing in relationships, um, that, that's the most important investment. That's gonna give you the biggest return.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's your, your network equals your net worth. I'm sure everybody's heard that at one point of their life. So. Yeah.
0: Most people don't get it though. They don't know how to do it. Like you go to the conferences, like you say, go to the conferences, get around those people, uh, meet them. You know, you meet Gary Vaynerchuk, screw taking a photo. I'm like, Gary, I don't want to take a photo. Gary, let's do a video. Gary, how do I get to my podcast? What's the next step? Who's, who's on your team that I talk to? Cause I want the relationship. Screw the photo op. I want the relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the most valuable thing. And like, uh, if you are at a conference, don't spend all the time sitting in every session. I mean, everything happens, all those connections happen in between sessions at like the exhibition halls and all the events they may have after all the, you know, mixers and get togethers and meetups. So I went to podcast movement actually in Orlando. Um, It was in August. I mean, it was one of like the best conferences I I went to. I met so many people, a lot of which, I had on my podcast and I was on theirs. And it's a lot of lasting relationships and uh, connections. You know, we'll always have that connection and we communicate and try to help each other grow each other's podcasts. So
0: Yeah. There and there is people are much more willing to support what you do than they may realize. But you don't know unless you invest in relationships.
1: Yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you?
0: Yeah, you can find me really easy. Um, You can find me on social media. My handle is the same everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm even on TikTok now. Checking out that platform, uh, Twitter, but I'm not really active there. Uh, Best bet is Facebook and Instagram. It's I'm AJ Adams. So imagine I'm introducing myself to you. Hey, I'm AJ Adams. So letter I, letter M, AJ Adams. Uh, You can also go to AJAdams.com. B-I-Z, biz.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It was good. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until
1: next time, all you digital savages.